the songwriter is saying, we don't want anything but you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because if you have Jesus, you have everything. Praise God. When you have the revelation that having Christ means you have everything. Praise God. Christ can bring contentment in our lives. Praise God. Christ can bring joy in our lives. Christ can bring peace and hope in our life. Christ brings life in abundance and life eternal. Praise God. Hallelujah. We don't want anything because everything the world has to offer is temporal in nature. It will fade away with time. Praise God. But what Christ offers is lasting. It's eternal. Hallelujah. We don't want anything but you, Jesus. Amen. As we remain standing, shall we turn our attention to the scriptures? Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Amen. 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 Verse 8. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We pray that you will deposit your counsel within each and every one of us, Lord. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. And we take victory in Jesus' name. May Christ be exalted here, Father. May your name be glorified. May your presence fill this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise God. Today's message is titled, The Unveiling. The Unveiling. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 6 opens up with the prophet saying that in the year King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord seated on a throne high and lifted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. When we study the scripture, we are given insight into the life of King Uzziah. Second Chronicles chapter 26, when we look through it, when you read through it, 
you see who King Uzziah was. At a very young age, at the age of 16, he was the king, reigned with his father. And for the next 52 years, he was the king who reigned and ruled in the, among God's people. And during his reign, we see the peace and the prosperity that the people of God experienced in their lives. You see how what a genius King Uzziah was. He was a man who invented war machines long before people knew how to invent or, or the different gadgets that they could use in warfare. King Uzziah invented them and employed them. Quite often we see kings would use weapons that were just made for them. But this was a man who was able to actually create and craft war machines that will assist him in warfare. A very intelligent man, a smart man, a man who was used by God. At the same time, he was a man who knew God, who feared God. And you see the prosperity that God's people enjoyed during his reign. But the chapter also talks about the humility and the pride of Uzziah. At the same time, the chapter also talks that he was a lovable and a likable man. At the same time, we see there is an unveiling there. We see not only the humility and the pride of this man, but his reign and his ruin in, in, in his life as he ventured into arenas that was forbidden by God. And the, the way that he died, the Bible talks that the latter part of his life, he, as he entered into the, into the temple of God, into the forbidden places, the Bible says that he was struck by leprosy and he died as a leper. A man who was a hero, a man who had achieved so much for God and for God's people, he ends in a very sad note. And the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah was probably sitting around contemplating on things that had transpired. Isaiah, as a young man, as he was growing up, he probably looked at the king who was successful, who was prosperous, and probably was a model for him and for many, many people that lived in his time. And King Uzziah, as he was contemplating, we see that God gives him an unveiling. An unveiling takes place when, king, when prophet Isaiah is contemplating as he is meditating. In every seasons of our life, God's people can always come into the presence of God to spend time with him. In our high seasons, in our low seasons, in our mountain experiences, in our valley experiences, in seasons of celebration, in seasons when everything has gone against us. Praise God. There is a season in life where there is dancing and there is a season in everybody's life where they go through a phase of mourning in their life. Regardless of what season we are in, we can always go into the presence of God. Praise God. God's presence, God's temple is not just open season in season in a sea in all seasons. God's presence is open for God's people 
in every seasons of your life so this morning as you're seated in god's presence regardless of what season you are in you can enter into his presence and start contemplating on things that have transpired in our lives the events that surrounds us at the same time enter into his presence with expectation because god has a word for you in every season praise god when you are feeling low god has a word for you praise god in the height of your career god has a word for you when you are downcast and when you when you are discouraged god has a word for you praise god yes god has an unveiling for you and for me if you are willing to come into his presence and linger in his presence praise god lingering in his presence is important quite often we live in a world where everyone is rushing we are in a rush it's we are in a rat race we want everything fast we want everything quick we live in a culture where everything is available at the at, the, at, the, at our fingertips and therefore we come with that same attitude in the presence of god we want to go into the presence of god and god when we say that we want to just press a button and we tell god god i would expect a downloading from you praise god but before a downloading has to take place from the throne room of god there has to be an uploading that has to take place from the throne room of our heart if we go into the presence of god and open up our hearts with whatever you have with your gripes with your complaints with your problems with your pain regardless of what you have go into the presence of god and start up loading it praise god at the same time don't forget that god is worthy to be praised and adored and when praise goes up hallelujah the glory of god will start coming down the prophet enters into the presence of god and he is contemplating praise god as he contemplates we see that god does something very unique for him god unveils and he opens up the throne room of god praise god and he sees something that he has never seen before and we have this vision that isaiah has it's recorded in the scripture so that you and i also can look beyond these portals into the throne room of god praise god and think what is worship like in the heavenlies praise god as it opens before him he sees this is what the bible says he saw the lord seated high and lifted up praise god god has a way of ministering to each and every one of us in every season see isaiah was in a season where the king who had his place in his heart had been 
taken out. He was smitten. He had become a leper and he has been taken out of this world. And for a moment, you could experience the vacuum in that kingdom. Perhaps the throne was empty, but God was telling Isaiah, listen, you might experience a void. You might experience an emptiness in your realm, but I want you to come up into the heavenlies and I want to tell you that even though your throne or the throne of the nation that you are part of is empty and there is void there I want to tell you the Lord he gives him a vision of the Lord who is seated on the throne who is high and lifted up praise God hallelujah the people that we lean on the people that we trust on praise God the Bible says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man or in princes but as human beings we have a tendency to lean on people to trust in people praise God and when we realize that the people that we leaned on the people that we trusted on the people that we counted on the people that we bent on whether it's our loved ones or our neighbors or our friends or our co-workers they are no longer there so that you can lean on praise God when you have no one to lean on let me tell you heaven reminds us that you can always lean on him you can always trust in him you can always bank on him you can always hold on to him praise God he will never tell you let go of me when you hold on to him praise God he will embrace you with his arms and he will comfort you Isaiah is seeing the throne of God. It's not empty. The Lord is seated on the throne and is high and exalted. And God unveils to him the worship that is taking place in the heavenlies. And what does he see? He sees that this, in this worship, we see the seraphims. They have six wings. With two they are flying. With two they cover their face. With two they cover their feet. And he hears the sound. And the worship is so dynamic. The worship is so lively. The worship is so authentic. Praise God. We see that the glory of God is filling the temple. Praise God. God wants all of his people to have a genuine authentic worship experience. All of us might not have the vision that Isaiah had, but let me tell you, you and I can be stationed and placed wherever we are. You can experience the presence of God. Praise God. Why? The Bible promises the presence of God. Number one, He is Emmanuel, God with us. Number two, the Holy Spirit is in residence. He lives within us. Praise God. Number three, the Lord has promised us, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the age. Number four, He says that if two or three are gathered, I am among their midst. Praise God. When you come into the presence of God you mull over the promises of God praise God don't just casually enter into the presence of God you mull you start meditating con- 
contemplating on the promises of God. And you will experience God's presence in a, such a vibrant, lively way that you have never ever experienced before. How many of you have experienced the presence of God? Quite often we get into a rut. We get into a ritual. God doesn't want us to be caught up in the rut and in the ritual. He wants every worship experience to be a unique experience. But we are the creatures of habit. And quite often, we just habitually do things. We are so organized. We are so synchronized. And we just follow certain schedules. And and, and what happens is, in our Quest in, in, in our rush to follow our schedule, we miss what God wants us to experience in every worship. This morning as you're in the presence of God, prepare your heart. Ask the Lord, Lord, I want to experience your presence. I want a touch from above. I want you to open up the skies for me. Praise God. I am not looking for gadgets and gizmos. I want your presence. I want to experience your presence. I want to hear a word from you. I want you to deposit your word into my spirit. I want to have a unique experience with you. If that's the cry that comes from our heart, God will satisfy the hunger of our soul. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, we want worship to be, every worship service has to be authentic, has to be a genuine worship. And what is it that God expects from us? God expects that we would not be just passively attending service, but rather we would respond actively in worship. In worship, there has to be a response. Response to the glory of God. Response to the greatness of God. Response to the goodness of God. Response to the grace of God. Response to what God has done in us and what God does for us and what God will do through us in faith. You and I have to respond to the grace and the glory and the work King in us and what God will do through us. We have to respond. Praise God. Respond to the presence of God. When you hear a song being sung, respond to that. When you hear the word being ministered to you, respond. In worship, God wants us to become people who respond to God. See, I can sing, but that doesn't mean that I can enter into the realm of worship. I can perhaps pre preach and teach, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I can enter into the realm of worship. I can read the word, that doesn't necessarily mean that I can hear the voice of the Lord. Praise God. I can come into a congregation, that doesn't necessarily mean, neither does that guarantee that I I will experience God's presence. For me to experience the God's the presence of God, I have to be prepared and come with the expectation. That's why the psalmist says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with 
with praise. Praise God. So as I am entering, I am prepared. Praise God. Thanksgiving and praise is coming out of my mouth. How? Not because it's, it's, it's automatic that I pressed the button as I saw the entrance. I started praising God. No. As I was coming in, I was mulling over the goodness of God. I was meditating on the greatness of God. And that prepared within me, praise God, an attitude of gratitude towards the goodness of God and as I started thinking how great my God is how good my God is or the depth of the grace that I experienced in my life how he has delivered me out of the hands of the strong man I break out into a spontaneous praise and I am already prepared as I enter his gates praise God physically I am entering through the God through this gate but spiritually I am already I have already arrived praise God why is it that some people break out in praise why is it that some people don't need any encouragement because long before he or she entered this gate he has entered into the presence of God and he doesn't need anyone to prompt him anymore because he has already entered into the heavenlies this is what God God expects for, for us. When we enter with that mindset, we go out of this place full, praise God, full of joy, full of the presence of God. Praise God. People come to church because of many reasons, you know. Some come because it's a habit. Sunday morning, you know, it's a habit for us. Some come because they want to just please their parents. Some come because they have a, a pricking in their conscience. But, you know, putting them all aside, we want to come for the right reasons. Praise God. I don't care what everybody else is doing. But you know what? When I come, I want to come for the right reason. Praise God. I want to exalt his holy name. Praise God. I want to receive an approval from heaven saying he worshipped well. I want heaven to testify and saying I accept his fruit of the lips. The giving thanks. The sacrifice of praise has come as an act acceptable offering unto me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, come into his presence with expectation. Praise God. Everything in this world, hallelujah, is temporal in nature. Things will just face away, fade away. But God's throne, hallelujah, is established. Hallelujah. God is on his throne. He's sovereign. And what does Isaiah see? Praise God. Isaiah see the glory of God. Praise God. Fills the heaven. And he sees worship in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, when the outlook is bleak, praise God. When the outlook is bleak, what do you do? You do an uplook. Praise God. You see everything around you is negative. 
The outlook is bleak, Father, but I'm going to do an outlook, and that outlook is always glorious. Praise God. Look up, look up, look up. Tell your neighbor, look up, look up, neighbor, look up. Praise God. Don't be carried away with the outlook here. Don't be carried away with the environment here. Don't be carried away with the challenges here. Don't be carried away with the intimidation that comes around you. Praise God. But look up. When you look up, you will see the glory of God. You will realize that God is still on the throne. You will realize that God is still in control. When God is on the throne that means God is in control that means me as a child of God regardless of what I'm going through in my season God is in control because he's seated on the throne praise God he can fill your emptiness with his presence he can fill your emptiness the void in your life with the glory and the presence of God hallelujah yes like Moses, you and I should have a passion, praying out to the Lord, Lord, show me your glory. Praise God. Moses was not content. After hearing the, 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 the signs, after hearing the big show that God had for him, the mountains burning, the bush burning but not consumed, Mount Sinai shaking at the presence of God, the glory of God descending upon the mountain. Moses was not satisfied. He said, Lord, I want to see your glory. Praise God. See, the more closer we go to the Lord, the appetite in us will become voracious. It becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. You can't come to a place where you feel, oh my goodness, I got it all. This is it. No. Praise God. You have a passion for more. And it is our prayer that every one of us will have the passion for more of him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, what does he see? He see the Lord high and lifted up. Praise God. The Lord high and lifted up. Praise God. The Lord high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Praise God. You cannot measure the height of that exaltation. Praise God. The Bible says God has exalted him, given him a name which is above all of the name. Praise God. The Lord is exalted above everything, above everyone. His name is an awesome name. Praise God. He sees the Lord who is high and exalted. Hallelujah. He sees worship there. And what else he sees? We see that he is seeing the the seraphims. Seraphims, the term means burning ones. Standing in the presence of God. Praise God. Holy in the glory of God. These are the burning ones. And we see the seraphims got six wings. And with two, they cover their face. With two, they cover their feet. With two, they are flying. And they have nothing but to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. God Almighty, the whole earth is full of its glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. With two, they are covering their face. Praise God. It shows the awe, that they are in the presence of an awesome God. And it shows 
that they give due reverence to the Almighty God. It is also they are protecting themselves from the brilliance of God's glory. With two, they cover their feet, and that shows their humility. At the same time, it shows that they are standing in the presence of God, willing to move in any direction that the Lord will ask. With two, they are flying, ready to take any back, any call that God can make upon their lives. In every worship service, you and I need to give the due reverence to God. Remember that God is an awesome God and that there is none like him. He's incomparable in every form, in every shape, in all of glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. In worship, we don't forget who we are. God, even though he's high and lifted, he considers the poor and the downtrodden. He remembers our frame that we are dust. He remembered us in our lowest estate. Praise God. Armed with humility, we come in the presence of God. Yes, he is my heavenly father. Yes, I am a child of God. I am the child of the one true king. But when I come in his presence, I don't forget to remember the Lord high and lifted he remembered me in our lowest estate hallelujah I am where I am because he scooped down and he lifted me up praise God I am his son because he made me his son I was sold a slave to sin but he has set me free he has redeemed me he has cleansed me and he has made me his own praise God with the humility praise God at the same time hallelujah i am ready to do the will of my father praise god he sees the glory of god praise god as he contemplates see you want god to reveal something to you whether it's through the word praise god you and i have to come to a place where we meditate and contemplate on the goodness of god praise god don't be in a rush to read and finish the U-version schedule that you have. Don't be in a rush to finish the Bible in one year. You can finish the Bible in one year. It's a good thing. Praise God for that. Praise God. But don't be in a rush to finish the Bible. Praise God. If you, when you read the Bible, if you feel that the Holy Spirit is tugging, hallelujah, speaking to you, wait there. Put everything down and just start looking at that word. Start mulling over that word and allow heaven to deposit something into your spirit. You can catch energy. You can take strength from that and you can run with it. God will give you the strength to run, hallelujah, your race. God will give you the strength to go over the walls that stand before you, to go over the hurdles that stand before you, to go over the obstacles before you. He gives you the strength as he deposits the word, his counsel into your heart as you linger in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. As he's lingering and as he sees the glory of God, we see the next thing that he does is he breaks into a confession. Hallelujah. When you see God's glory, hallelujah, you are also given an inward look. Praise God. When you have that upward look and you see him as he is, 
God also gives us an inward look. All of a sudden, the prophet realized, he says, Woe unto me! What is he saying? Woe unto me! I am unclean. I am undone. I am a man with unclean lips. Praise God. Every wow experience with God would lead us to a woe experience with God. First he sees the glory of God. He says, wow, what is this? Then he realized, whoa, what about me? Praise God. The man who had a very passionate ministry, going around calling everybody this and that and, and talking, whoa, 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 unto you. All of a sudden he's saying, Woe unto me, I'm a man with unclean lips, I am undone. When we see the glory of God, that's when we realize, praise God, where and how much God needs to do a work in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. None of us are perfect. Praise God. There are areas and arenas where God has to do a work in us. And God from time to time will give us that vision, that inner vision to see where is it that God has to do a work in us. And this man breaks out into a confession saying, Woe unto me, I am undone. I'm a man with unclean lips and I live among people who, are, who have unclean lips. I think most of us would have started the other way, the reverse order. Oh, woe unto the people. They are people with unclean lips. And then finally we would have said, oh, by the way, I also have. That's not why, what Isaiah did. Isaiah started with himself. Woe unto me, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm undone. Praise God. Confession. When we come into the presence of God, when we experience God's presence, we see the glory of God. We are taken to that place where we realize that God has to do more work in us and for that we have to come to a place of, of total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every time someone was approached him, they experienced his presence. They would cry out, praise God. Peter once had Jesus come to him and Peter cried out as it is recorded in Luke 5, 8. Depart from me, I am a sinful man. Praise God. John the Revelator in the Isle of Patmos, he saw the glory, he saw the vision of the Savior. And immediately the Bible says he fell down as if he was dead. Praise God. Yes, we intend to come to a place where we see what, how much and what God needs to do in our lives. Unresolved guilt can be most disruptive Force in our lives. We should not forget this, that we can carry on with life as if nothing has happened. But God has a way of stopping us and we can help us to remember that unresolved guilt can be a force that will disrupt 
the smooth sailing of our lives. There are lots of examples in the Bible, but I don't have the time to get into it. So we need to come to a place where we realize, Lord, I need to have a place where I experience the grace of God, the forgiveness of God. And if I have to reconcile with God, I have to reconcile with God. If I have to reconcile with men, I have to reconcile with men. Lord, you need to do a deeper work in me. Praise God. As soon as he confessed, the Bible says one of the seraphims did what? He took one of the coals, live coals from the altar of God. Touched his lips with the live coal. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do we need this morning a touch from the Lord? Praise God. Hallelujah. It was in response to what Isaiah said. Isaiah said, Lord, I'm a man with unclean lips. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we are in the presence of God this morning, which area of our life does God need to touch with the live coal from the altar of God? Praise God. For some, it might be the mind realm. If that's the case, we have to tell him, Lord, my mind realm is not good. If we have a wandering eye, we need to come to him and tell, Lord, I have a wandering eye. If I have a hand that goes into mischiefs, if my hand is leading me away from the Lord, if my fingertips are leading me away from the Lord, in the past, only my legs, legs would venture away from the Lord. But today, I don't literally need to walk away from God. I can use my fingertips to go away from God. And in the course of the week, in the course of the month, if my fingertips derail the purpose of God, Put me on a detour from the destiny that God has for me. And I am bound somewhere else other than where God wants me to be. I need to tell him, Lord, I have an unclean fingertips. If my motives were not pure. If my motives were not pure, I need to tell the Lord, Lord, I put up a show, Lord. I put up a show, and I got good with the show. But, Lord, the motives is not right. You need to do a work in me. And if my feet were involved in mischievous things, in paths that I should not have taken, I need to tell him, Lord, my feet. Praise God. As soon as the prophet said, Lord, my tongue and unclean lips, the Lord took the all that live coal from the altar and touched his lips. Praise God. This morning, the Lord wants to touch you and me. But you and me, we have to tell him, Lord, it's the mind realm, it's the eyes, it's the ears. I love to listen. Praise God. I love some people, they don't, they, don't, they don't gossip. You know that, right? Some people don't gossip. But they love to listen to 
So I have to say, if I love to listen, I say, Lord, this area needs to touch. Praise God. And the Lord is faithful. The Bible says, the Lord, the angel came and touched him with that live coal. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, all eyes closed. I'm not done, but I'm going to conclude here. All eyes closed. Praise God. Confession. To the Lord. To the Lord. Is there any area? It's just between you and God. It's just between you and God. Ow, tell him, tell him. Praise God. If we tell him or we don't tell him, he knows. But God starts, initiates his work in us when we are up front with him. Tell him. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Lord, I'm nothing like you. I'm nothing like you. You want me to be like you, but I'm nothing like you. So God, you need to change me and I here I am. I bring my heart to you. I bring my mind to you. I bring my will to you. I bring my emotions to you. I bring my eyes to you. I bring my lips to you. I bring my ears to you. I bring my fingertips to you. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. sign that there is an area in my life that you need to touch with that live coal from the altar of God. It's between you and God. But would you slip your hands up to the Lord? And as you slip your hands up to the Lord, send a message to him. Tell him, Lord, you need to do a work in this realm. I need a cleansing here. 
I need a cleansing here. Sometimes the stains are so deep that we need a deep, deep cleansing. Lord, here I come. Cleanse me. Purge me with that hyssop so that I might be whiter than snow. Praise God. Father, we commit everyone into your hands. The preacher and the hearer. Everyone into your hands. Lord, we do acknowledge this morning that there are areas and arenas and realms in our lives that you need to touch with that live coal from the altar of God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we can't run away from you. We can't make excuses. We cannot cop out from your presence. But this morning we submit ourselves to you. Do a work, a deeper, wider, higher work in each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all.